Phantasm. Maximum Terror. That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. You know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Hey, this is Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor. This is part two of our interview with KK from them and their new album, Fear City, which comes out October 28th on Steam Hammer. KK, thank you so much for doing this today. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you doing this. I'm a huge fan of the band. Uh, so let's jump right into track one. Um, sure. Tell me about, tell me about uh, Excito. Exito, sorry. Exito, it's uh, it's Latin for um, wake up. So KK is woken up. It's 1981. The year is 1981, and KK, the previous album, he he died at the very end. Uh, there was this uh, underlying force called the Crimson Corpse who wanted his soul uh, from the first album. And KK actually resurrected one of his lost children's soul into a body of a girl he sacrificed in the first album. This actually happened at the end of uh, the end of Return to Hemisphere. Gotcha. And KK uh, was tricked into thinking that the soul that he he, res- he brought back into the vessel of Mary Hawthorne was his daughter Miranda. However, it wasn't. It was the Crimson Corpse. The Crimson Corpse unveiled uh, his himself and, and took him into the, the bowels of hell. And KK died. Uh, KK left behind his his, um, his assistant Remsen, and Remsen is lost. He's like an Igor-like character, right. a maniacal Igor-like character, and he was lost. We released a song uh, in December called Encore, and that actually segues from the Return to Hemisphere, which was, the time period was in the 1800s, into the 80s. And how that happened was, during the song Encore, he, uh, KK tells Remsen, his assistant, don't forget your bloodline. It's of great importance to us. You have seed to sow. And KK just realized that, you know, and he's saying this as he, as he was getting sucked into the, into the ground. Remsen, still a little confused, leaves, and over the course of the next hundred years, obviously he had procre- procreated at one particular point. Right. And so now we're in the 80s when KK is brought back to life by a toxic chemical spill that occurred right outside the town of Hemisphere. And he, you know, he, he comes back to life, takes a breath, and he says, I'm back. And he now knows, uh, not at that second, but moving forward, he knows that he has to uh, he has to figure out what's going on. 
so that's really exciting. He, he's brought back to life. Sorry for all the other fluff, but it was kind of necessary. No, no, no. It's totally cool. You go from the 1800s. Yeah, you go from the you go from the 1800s to 1981, um, so, just like that. It's awesome. That's awesome. How that happened. So it's the intro track, and then track two, "Flight of the Concord." So try to fly to the Concord is um, a song where he he actually has to travel back back to the United States because um, he's now in Hemisphere, right? Which is a little town outside, a little town with nestled within uh, borders of Austria. Okay. He he needs to get back to New York because that's where the descendant. He finds out that's where his descendant of Remsen is. Oh, okay. He needs to track him down, so he takes a flight um, on the Concorde, which is terrifying. You know, it's terrifying to him because all this technology is just so overwhelming. Um, you know, in the eighties, and he's just—it's just a little much for him. And that's where we're on flight of the Concorde, going to New York. It's amazing. Uh, this, is, this record's so awesome. Uh, let's see, uh, track three, Welcome to Fear City. So Welcome to Fear City. <clears throat> he he finally get he finally gains uh, control of his thoughts and his feelings with what's happening around him. He's very focused. He knows he needs to continue looking for um, um, uh, Remsen's um, uh, descendant, his great-great-grandson. Right. And he is... Um, He's going through, you know, New York City looking for um, this descendant. And, you know, there's crime, prostitution, graffiti, filth, grime, dirt. It's just, you know, it's a very gritty time for New York. And he's very overwhelmed, but still, he's still hurting from the loss of his, the loss of his family that his nemesis, Peter Thompson, had destroyed on the first, on the beginning of the first album. So that brings him, that really makes him focused, you know, that, that pain, um, that constant pain that, that he carries around. And in the middle of the song, he, he basically states that he was once a happy man, and now he's not because this despicable person destroyed his family. And he's out to, to, to finalize things once and for all. It's and amazing. welcome to Fear City. It's amazing. Uh, track four, Retro 54. So Retro 54 actually takes KK in his travels to Studio 54, um, where he he finally uh, locates and tracks down uh, Remsen's, his assistant Remsen's great-great-grandson, whose name is Ronaldo. Ronaldo is, um, is a typical 80s uh, elite uh, Brooklyn A's uh, with a Brooklyn A's accent. And he actually, you know, he's wearing a tuxedo. He's in, you know, he's in Studio 54. That's where he meets Ronaldo. And he just, he doesn't skip a beat. He just says, we need to, we need to find Thompson and destroy, uh, you know, what's left of his lineage. And, and he needs to know, you know, he needs to get, get to him. He needs his help. And Ronaldo tells him that uh, I know, I know just the person who can take us right to him. And that's Retro 54. It's amazing. Uh, track 5, An Ear for the Action. Okay, so track 5, Ear for an Action. Uh, we have 
two tracks like this, which is the tip of the hat, paying homage to uh, the movie The Warriors, where there was a radio DJ. The, that radio DJ comes to yep. play here, where <laughs> she is notifying. Yeah, she is notifying Thompson's Minister Thompson's men because there's a twist at the end of the story. Minister Thompson's men, the the whereabouts um, through the radio program, where you know, like KK's on his way, um, where his whereabouts are, and you know they need to do something about it in code through the radio transmission, and that's here for an action. It's just an interlude. It's about a minute long. It's really, really good. I love the Warriors homage to it. It's amazing. Uh, track six, Graffiti nice. Park. So, so KK and Ronaldo find themselves being tracked down in in uh, in Central Park uh, as they're traveling to find um, the person that needs that knows the whereabouts of Minister Thompson, who is the great great grandson of Peter Thompson. Nice. KK's nemesis. So they're cornered at one end of the park. They escape barely through the uh, through an underground. KK doesn't know it as a subway, but you know it's an underground uh, escapeway, which is a subway, and that's how that ends. So fucking cool. Uh, track seven, uh, 191st Street. So 191st Street is actually. Uh, there's some fact and fiction revolving that. That 191st Street is happens to be the longest, creepiest uh, underground tunnel in the Northeast, as as far as connecting a subway station to the street. Uh, it's located in Harlem, and in their travels, one particular stop, they they are again harassed, and threatened by um, the the likes of Minister Thompson's men, but they. They quickly, you know, they, they escape with uh, without any type of physically, you know, any type of physical altercation. So awesome. Uh, let's see here. Track eight, Home Stretch. So Home Stretch is another interlude, but it has dialogue, it has a dialogue from the three main characters, well, three of the main characters of the story, KK, Foster, uh, Ronaldo, and Valerie. Uh, the streetwalker or Valerie the prostitute and right. K- KK is brought to Valerie who finally gets to meet her face to face through Ronaldo as the means to that occurring and Ronaldo uh, basically you know he introduces Val- Valerie to KK and uh, she knows exactly where he is because she slept with him Okay, so they she agrees to take them. She says, you know, she thinks she's crazy. He, she thinks KK is crazy for wanting to, you know, to go after him. But she'll nonetheless take him, take him to him, and there they go. Awesome. Uh, track nine: the crossing of Hellgate Bridge. So the crossing of Hellgate Bridge. Uh, it's a nine-minute epic where it's actually several parts of the song, and really. What, it's, what it is, is it's a real bridge in New York City that still exists today. And many people, during the, the bridge being erected, many people died. There was a tumultuous water at that time. Um, and this bridge was erected, and it was, you know, named uh, Hellgate. So 
they're they're on the sub they are on the metro or the subway uh, rail uh, heading to because she was actually she wasn't in New York City she was actually right outside of New York City okay so now they're heading back into New York City to the lair of Innocent Thompson and there are numerous um, men that are part of Thompson's uh, you know his 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 horde or his gang that have they're on the train and they're they're closing in on on that I should say gotcha me just one second here sure. all right and then track 10 death on the downtown metro so death on the downtown metro this is where one of the uh a few of the gang members get into the same car as um as the three kk ronaldo and valerie and they actually um stab ronaldo um, Valerie and KK escape. So they're, you know, they assume that, you know, Ronaldo was stabbed. He's, you know, he, he wants them to continue without him. And they, they leave him for dead. And they just, you know, they, 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 they continue. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, track 11, stay tuned. Stay tuned. The radio DJ chimes in saying that, um, they, you know, the gang, the members of the gang, some of the members of the gang, they drop the ball. Um, you know, KK still on the hunt, he's still trying to reach his reach his way to the minister. Um, that's not going to happen. No, they're not going to allow that to happen. And that's just an interlude. It's about a minute long. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, track twelve, a most violent year. So most violent year is a little over a minute, I believe. It's a uh, it's an instrumental that is a precursor to the entrance of Thompson's lair. Oh, okay. Uh, track thirteen, the deconstructed house of sin. Oh, excuse yeah, me, the, the deconsecrated. I apologize. Uh huh. Yeah, that's okay. It's a it's a mouthful. The deconsecrated house of sin. And where the lair actually is, there's a, a church that in the early 80s uh, was ter- was converted into uh, a club called the Limelight. And in the Limelight, a lot of shenanigans took place, a lot of crazy stuff took place as a club. But before they did that, the you know the uh, the church itself was deconsecrated, and it's a house of sin. Because now what that's what it turned into. Um, as far as the lair itself, the lair itself is located in, in the basement of this deconsecrated house of sin. And they actually, towards the end of the song, um, Valerie points out to KK, because Ronaldo's not even in the picture right now, that here we are, this is the door. And KK states that, you know, as we get closer, just you know have no fear and just stay focused and we we need to you know end this now once and for all right and uh track 14 the final track in the 11th hour so in the 11th hour is is an outro and what it is is uh they open the door to thompson's lair and 
Thompson immediately goes into his shtick how he because he's a televangelist. His front is a televangelist. Oh wow! And he actually is. Yeah, he's saying praise the Lord. Uh, you know, uh, Satan is blasphemous, and we're you know I'm going to expel Satan from you, KK Foster. And then the door closes, and then he turns around and he says, "Now." I can kill you the way my great-great-grandfather was supposed to. And Mr. Fawcett, did you actually believe that you would simply walk into my house and leave unscathed? Men, take Fawcett and his friend here over to the altar. And he, and he says, stay a while, stay forever. And it pretty much ends on that note. It turns out that Minister Thompson, that's his front. He's really the underground kingpin of New York. And so now we don't know exactly what has happened. Was KK killed and Valerie killed? Um, did they escape? Did they, you know, what, what exactly happened? He's now face to face with the last descendant of Peter Thompson. And his goal is to destroy him so that the evil that has plagued his family all this time can now be put to rest and, 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 you know, just get rid of the evil. The evil's gone. His family can actually rest in peace. So we don't know what's going to happen. And that's pretty much where, where it ends. Well, this record, as I mentioned in the last interview, in my personal opinion, is more in-depth than anything King Diamond's done in years. I salute you, sir. Um, wow, well, thank you very much. Doc. Really, really that. good. And uh, the record is really good. I really, really like it. And I've, I've, I'm starting to go back and listen to the stuff. I know I didn't do it chronologically. Now I'm going to go back and do it all chronologically. Um, as far as putting this stuff together, I mean, dude, it's it really, this is great. It's like you're listening to a, to a horror film or like an action style like horror film, you know? It's really, really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. That was, the inten- that, was the, that was the intention. I think it... It transposed in this form the best on this on this time around, um, and we're very we're very, all very pleased with how everything turned out musically, theme, concept, art, everything. So we're really pleased. Hopefully, everybody enjoys it as well. I mean, it's really really cool. Um, tell me about the cover art uh, and the layout and whatnot. I'm sure that I can just imagine is inside this vinyl and CD. Tell us about that. Sure, sure. So the uh, the album art itself, the cover, when you open up the cover, it shows a scene of K.K. Fosser walking in the streets with um, Valerie the prostitute and Ronaldo, his, his assistant, through the streets of New York. And basically they're on their way to, you know, to, to, to locate um, and, and come face to face with Minister Tom in his lair and, and face to face with Minister Thompson. Um, on the in the street, you could see you know various uh, debris and graffiti and filth and rats. And it's just that's that's how New York was back in '81. Uh, actually, another another piece of interesting information back in 1978. So between '78 '81 ish, uh, the NYPD put out a bulletin to all uh, tr- tourists and travelers to New York City, and it was entitled or was titled "Welcome to Fear City." And it had a picture of a Grim Reaper on it. Oh, wow. And it basically stated the do's and don'ts in New York City during your stay there. Uh, what to avoid, what not to do after dark. 
etc. And this bulletin is actually flying in the wind at the uh, the base of the art. Um, if you look on the the back part of the album cover, again, if you envision it completely opened up, it's one picture, right? So on the back of it, there's a, a part of the image underneath Hellgate Bridge looking over the skyline of New York City at the time. And there's just, there's just this mist and there's some debris in there as well. And you see, of course, you're going to see the Twin Towers because they did exist in, 90, in 1981. Uh, no disrespect to anybody because so we've actually had some people say make some comments and you know is that you know not that they were upset but hey look you know it was uh, just trying to be accurate as far as whatever is real in the story because uh, you know we our landmarks are real they're they're in all all three all sorry all four albums that they're real right but they they also have like this fictitious element that surrounds them um, in the form of the story so um Again, New York City, 1981, had the Twin Towers, you see that. Um, it's a pretty amazing uh, artwork that was actually created by Mario Lopez. He's a phenomenal artist that does many, many bands' album covers, and he's just incredible. Um, uh, we're actually uh, working on a graphic novel that will release in the future. It's amazing, uh, dude. So it'll be... Yeah, he... he uh, I'm, I'm, uh, hopefully he'll do it he, he said he will but um, I don't have the story completed yet but uh, as far as to put in print um, but hopefully he'll be doing the graphic art for that as well I'm trying to be consistent as, as best as we can we really enjoy his artwork well I mean as a comic book fan I think that's also just awesome you're going to put this like so it's going to be all of basically the albums in chron like chronologically in a graphic novel it's amazing. There might be separate. They might be set. There might be separate books that put together, you know, form the whole story. Um, I think that would probably be the best way. So as we go on, you know, uh, we could release. If we release another album, then we can have another book to correspond with that. I think that would be really cool because, uh, you know, we're comic book fans as well. We're horror fans, you know. So love movies or movie buffs. So that also coincides with you know our likes and our passions as just regular people you know we, we love that stuff <clears throat> let me ask you this too are you guys <clears throat> do you have any shows coming up are you going to be doing some stuff abroad or anywhere or? well the plan is to to do um, some sort of tour as a direct slot for a large event next year uh, only because uh, from what I understand, smaller shows and smaller tours uh, are still being canceled. Uh, even some larger tours are being canceled overseas. And what the, COVID, um, COVID the label shit really still? To perform. Yes, yeah, it's, it's COVID related. You know, I mean, I, I don't see that here personally. I mean, this shows is all over the place, and they have shows there too. But uh, from what I understand, they they still are canceling shows and. Because we have, you know, half the members are on one continent, half right. on the other. It, it has to book something. It has to be eight months in advance. And then if it's canceled, it's just, we, we lose a lot of money. And uh, it's just, it's not conducive, you know, to moving, you know, moving forward. So we're oh, yeah, to, that's smart. You know, trying to wait to a point. Yeah, we're trying to wait for a point where we can actually know for sure we're going to go out. And, you know, because as it is, you know, 
if you're preparing for a tour and then someone gets sick, you have to deal with something like that or, you know, something like that. If someone gets hurt, we've had that happen too. And it really, really was really tough to uh, rebound. Uh, but moving forward, once we have the, the ability to, uh, to know for 100% that it's not going to be canceled because of COVID, then, then you know, something will be booked. But right now, there talks about spring. So we'll, we'll have to see. As far as the U.S. is concerned, I don't know. It would have to come out after that. So there might even be another album out before then. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really not sure. But um, we'll see. I would imagine your all's market is... I would imagine most of your all's market is uh, Europe. Oh, yeah. It's, it's strong. It, it's stronger in Europe than the United States. Oh, yeah. But, uh, we, do, we do have quite a bit of uh, people, you know, because looking at um, the reports... You know, there's quite a few people, you know, there's quite a few sales here, so the majority are Europe. I mean, I've, I've always been amazed at how certain types of music just do better in Europe. I think metal in general, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I, oh, yeah. I just think it just does better, you know, you know, in, in Europe. So that, that's just my opinion, but... Um, it seems like it just does a hell of a lot better. I think I lost you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not sure what the hell just happened. That's okay. Did you, you cut out. Can you hear me at all? Yeah, you, you had cut out while you were talking. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'll repeat what I said. Sorry, this goddamn, okay. this goddamn app just went into some kind of safe driving mode. I'm not fucking driving. Um, anyway, uh, sorry, Noah, what I was saying was I think metal in general seems like it does a hell of a lot better in Europe. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, it seems like <clears throat> whether it's touring shows and really any any genre, death metal, black metal, <clears throat> power metal, any AOR, anything seems like everything just does better over there. Uh, and maybe I'm crazy, but that's what it seems like to me. Um, no, you're right. I, I totally agree with you. They, they, I don't know. They just they embrace it differently than people in the United States. Um, and you know, I, it just it's been like that for a long time. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, you still have metal still big in the U.S. too, though. You know, it we seems like it is. Come around. I'll be honest with you, though, KK. It seems like it's 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 very watered down. I know at least. At least for the stuff that I'm into, like 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 death metal stuff and and power metal stuff, it seems like it's few and far between. It's like people, the stuff people are into here that they call metal is not something I necessarily would call metal. You know, um, right? I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but it just it, you know it's more pop, popular stuff. You know, like I don't consider Metallica a metal band. I haven't in years. <laughs> it's like I don't know what the yeah. fuck I don't know what the fuck they're supposed to be, but that's not really. My forte, um, and like I said, a lot. I, I don't. Know. I don't consider Black Label Society metal. I don't consider Ozzy Osbourne metal. I don't consider Lamb of God metal. I consider all that stuff like pop music, you know. So, the stuff that I like, I feel like has. Yeah, pop. What's that? Well, I was gonna say yeah, pop or rock. Yeah, you know, it's rock. and and you know, you know it, because when you t like when I tell people that are. Ignorant, which is most of the people that I know about a podcast I do, they, they assume that 
you know, I'm talking to corn and Lamb of God and stuff that I would never have on this podcast. You know, and it's and that's fine if people like that stuff, but I don't I don't really consider that metal. You know, um, so it's I love what you guys are doing. Um, I love that in Europe it embraces really everything. And uh, I'm sure it's a probably pretty profitable mar- more market for a lot of bands in, in Europe. And even South America, I would say. Have you all done South America before? No, we've never played that. That's the- to go down there, but- oh, yeah, I bet, yeah, bet you all would do great, man. I, I've, I've went to shows down in like Mexico City, and it was fucking nuts. This was 20 years ago, but I mean, those people are rabid about anything like, you know, traditional metal or... You know, uh, death metal, black metal, all that, all the good stuff. You know, so. Um. Oh yeah, it'd be it'd be amazing. Um, KK, thank you so much for taking the time to do this part two. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, it's this record is 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 so so good. Um, so kids listening, go buy them's Fear City that comes out October twenty eighth on Steam Hammer. It's awesome. Check out their back catalog. These guys are great. I've been diving into it, and like I said, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do uh, two parts of an interview to promote this record for you. Yeah, no worries. Um, it was a pleasure. I really enjoyed speaking with you. You know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm.